2020, could the government come out, release a video that straight up says, yes, there are un- unidentifiable objects flying around sometimes. And we, we can't ignored ex- it. We can't explain yep. it. They, they're out there. Sorry. And we're all just like pushing past. We had, we had an <laughs> afternoon where people were like, look, and hardly made front page. How insane is that? There, our government admitted that they can't explain some of the things they've seen. And we're like, no, that's cool. But like, what's Trump doing today? I don't care anymore. I guess part of the shock is, I mean, or the lack of shock is, are, are we surprised there's something that this particular government doesn't know what they're looking at? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, and what else is new? <laughs> He did hold a Q-tip and a cot like a buccal swab or whatever. A buccal swab, swab. Damn it, you got me stuttering. That's funny. I don't know. That's that shit's crazy to me though. Okay, let's just start. <laughs> hello, hello, welcome to the Too <laughs> Much Free Time intro. podcast. Not our typical podcast. Welcome to the Too Much Free More Time topical. podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Happy to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, John is still not with us. Hopefully, with I think with the restrictions, we should we should talk to John, see if he'll come out of the woodwork. I know he does come, have that wedding to plan. Come hang out with us. Yeah, that's exciting. John, if you're listening to this, you know we miss you. We do miss you. And Zach. And Zach. Our permanent guest and residence. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, this was your pick. Would you mm-hmm. like to introduce it at all? Oh, yeah. So, you know, previous listeners might have uh, heard our Hereditary, the 2018 uh, debut by Ari Aster. Well, today we're doing his 2019 follow-up, Midsummer. I remember seeing this in theaters with you, and it was a great time. But that also seems like 20 years. It from, does. It seems so long ago. I mean, it, it was last June. Or yeah. July. It was almost like a year ago. This is great timing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unintentional. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, seeing this in theaters, this was one of those movies I left the theater really having to marinate on the movie. I remember. I, I just was like kind of dumbfounded, but I I don't know. It, it, this was a movie to process. Both you and John were like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made that noise like yeah. outside. Just, oh, John, I yeah. don't know. John had a physical reaction to it. Yeah, I think it's it, like mm, like a grimace leaving. Yeah, I think it touched <sighs> him in places he didn't want to be touched, to be honest. But uh, it's such a to inter- to explain what the movie is if you haven't seen it. Yeah, have you guys seen uh, any breakup movies? <laughs> the breakup with Vince Vaughn. And uh, Jennifer Aniston meets a cult. Meets Wicker Man. (laughs) Meets Wicker Man. (laughs) That is not how anyone should sell this movie. (laughs) Because, so, like, if Hereditary is a family drama dealing with loss on the backdrop of a horror movie, and and that genre is, like, possession, demons, whatever, Midsommar is a breakup movie set to the backdrop of folk horror. Yeah, folk horror and just weird cultish. Cult. I don't even know if they're it's, not a cult. Yeah, I I, I want to call them a cult, but I guess you're right. It's just like a commune. It's a community. commune that's performing folk. They're I guess they're pagans. Yeah. So I guess you just call them pagans, much similar to I guess. No, I guess that was more of a cult <laughs> in Hereditary, right? 
Uh, you, oh yeah, yeah. So. The cult of payment. Oh well, that's true. They did call them the cult of payment. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's about six. Well, okay. So this is where the numbers get weird because it's the three friends plus plus Pele. Pele, and then Danny, the girlfriend, Florence Pugh. Florence Who, Pugh. She. I love her. I absolutely love her. She's one of my favorite actresses right now. And she's got that like. Like she is so cute. Okay, so this I don't I don't want this to come across like some weird <laughs> way or whatever, but she is like a really good normal like she doesn't look like a superstar or like a super She's a more of approachable presence. Right. And like it she's just so much more relatable oh, already, yeah. just right out of the front. Very she she has a very vulnerable Perform. It's it's the same thing. I attribute the same thing that Emily Moss, Elizabeth Moss, not Emily Moss, yeah. Elizabeth Moss has that ability to act and present herself in such a formal way, and then on a dime can come across so much more confident as well as because like I've seen other Florence Pugh movies at this point. I feel like she performs them all differently. Like she's a phenomenal actress, and she kills it in this. She's like way to go. I truly enjoy her in this. Yeah, uh, the rest of the cast is pretty unknown except for um, Mark. Well, you might have seen Christian in Transformers, the one with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> He's also in that one movie, um, the like Shoot 'em Aces or whatever, the the kind of like the shootout movie that came out a couple years ago. Wait, was it an A24 movie? Yeah. I think it was just called The Shootout. With uh, the Winglebox? Yeah. yeah. He's in that. Yeah, really? Um, yeah, he he's the more well known besides I guess the pol- Polter guy from. Uh, oh, he was in Meet the Millers. Meet the Millers, yeah. I and keep he's been in a couple that. other stuff. Yeah, uh, I think he was in those those Maze Runner movies. But Josh is in a TV show where he also plays a um, a student obsessed with his dissertation. Like he's typecast uh-huh. as this. Uh, but it's the same thing, kind of with Florence Pugh. I liked the casting just because none of them seemed. Uh, it's, it almost sounds mean to say, but none of them come across as like these A-list superstar. Like, yeah, and really the only performance seem that seemed cliche-ish was uh, Poulter, the, yeah, the Joker guy. Yeah, yeah Mark. the comedic guy. Like, and he is hilarious. Yeah, he has some of he the best so lines good. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like the the the, and this is what's so good with Hereditary too is that the acting is just so good, phenomenal. Like, I love this movie. <laughs> And be, oh my gosh! To be honest, the only the only weak performance, and I say that lightly, uh, I would just say like he just has a couple off scenes. Is Christian? There's a couple scenes, not at the end, but just before the end, where um, like before we'll get to or it. after he took the drink. Before it's right before where he's like talking to the elders and he kind of throws his friends under the bus. Oh yeah. How that comes across was a little eh, to me, but everything else I bought hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I, and Peter, I've talked to you about this it, after watching it for a second time. So this is a perfect movie for me to preach what I always talk about on this podcast about being objective. And so I a hundred percent think this is a good movie I would recommend it to people to watch at least once. I, it just doesn't click with me though. I just don't like it. <laughs> this is going to be a personal episode because this hits me. Re- this actually hits me really hard. That's, 
maybe okay not to like dive into that portion of it necessarily off the bat but i wonder if that's why because i've never been in a serious relationship like mark or not like mark like christian danny or besides whatever. a relationship with christ yeah but, uh, of course of course and you'll never break <laughs> that up so but you know what i mean like i've never experienced that so i think that's maybe the disconnect to where I have a level of confusion about what's going on. Because I talked to you about off mic that I think the thing in the movie that doesn't click with me is the breakup portion. Because mm-hmm. it's a breakup movie inside of a horror film, like you said. And I think it's, in my opinion, the breakup part is the weak part. And it seems to be more of the focus. Yeah. And so if that doesn't click with me, it's kind of like a house of cards. But again, being objective, like, there's nothing about how it's presented that is a failure. There's no like missing information or me sitting here being like, well, I wish they had shown more of this because they show everything. It just, I just feel like it went right over my head. Most of it. And that I, that's, that's the personal journey I'm on. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. You know, like I, I hope, I guess I don't hope <laughs> that one day you can relate um <laughs> you're hoping like 20 years down the line i'm re-watching this and be like peter was right but it's just it was so interesting to see a movie show something i felt and i I felt it alone and so to see something reflective and actually this is a, this is a great uh motif in the movie is reflection um, oh yeah that we can we can talk about and we, let, so i kind of want to start at the beginning of this movie you kind of have to you can't really like it's hard to skip around because of the context of what breaks down and this movie is so good and like if you know folk horror in general the premise is we have outsiders come and go into a place they're unfamiliar with and they end up dying kind of right either it's their own fault or they were lured there like in the wicker man or something or like this movie um and so we kind of already know what's going to happen on top of the opening image of this movie is a tapestry that is so, so Disney-like or um, like even the beginning of Shrek has the like beginning of like, here's something really sad that happens. And like the tapestry itself goes left to right. We have the skull and it shows you the movie. Yeah, it tells you the whole movie like in the first two seconds. <laughs> and if, if you watch the movie once, uh, you already know... There's so much foreshadowing that's obvious, and then there's a bunch of like just details that are interesting in the movie, not necessarily foreshadowing, but just like attention to detail. But this movie isn't trying to hide what's going to happen, right? Because uh, like it goes to what you were saying, because the point of the movie isn't the folklore necessarily; it's the breakup, right? And so when you eliminate the need to fully, you know get the audience with the folklore and you focus on the breakup, you can just have those motifs and don't worry about it. Yeah. Cool. You saw that coming. That I didn't, I don't care. That's not the point. Yeah. And so many, you know, going back to Disney, so many Disney movies start out with like a tragedy and then it's the character dealing with that. Yeah. Um, you know, this movie starts pretty much right off the bat with Florence Pugh losing her, uh, parents and her sister in a murder suicide. God. I mean, Okay. <laughs> Which, okay, and, like, like the filming. Let's unpack that. Yeah, so, like, it's, that's. Is this movie, would you consider, like, so Amazon has it under Art House. 
I don't want to go there because to me, kind of like art house is pseudo pretentious and there's parts that I don't understand, but this movie is artfully filmed. Oh, it is beautifully filmed. So like some of the scenes in this movie are some of my favorite I've seen just from how they're shot in the past like five years. Like it's so simple and we'll get to that scene, but the, when they're at Christian's apartment and it's Mm -hmm. just filmed through the mirror for that, it's almost like a continuous three or four minutes. It's so well framed. And then just how they handle the landscape, which is beautiful. And color, very important. There's a lot of blues and yellows. And so like we spend most of the movie outside and it's sunny. And so, Going ahead and planting the seed, yellow is the sun, blue's going to be kind of like the sky, whatever you want to do with that. But the beginning of this movie, so much blue. What? Like the, the, the shadows cast in her parents' room and like the house and stuff, very blue. The cord, um, the gas thing that's like connecting to the cars yeah. is gold, yellow. Yeah. Um, Firemen are yellow. Well, their jackets are. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the yellow bastard from Sin City or whatever. Um, Forgot about him. But so, like, an obvious bit of foreshadowing here is in uh, Danny's parents' room. The picture of Danny's on the nightstand. And then she there's a, a bouquet of flowers yeah, around flower her. So, like, yeah, flower, like, made the queen. We already know that by the trailer. Like, this movie, again, isn't hiding Yeah, it's anything. on the poster. Um, but the, the film... So, like, Danny gets an email, and she's scared, and... Uh, yeah, her sister sends a message that's straight up like, "Everything's cruel black. World. I'm sitting. Mom I'm taking- and dad are coming with me." That's the part. Okay, I will critique that. If the mom and dad are coming with me, that's not like a freak out. Like, oh, she's having one of her episodes. That's like a hey, uh, can the police be sent to such and such house? Because I think something bad just happened. Yeah, that's crazy verbiage for them to be like oh maybe she's just having another one of her bipolar fits or whatever well because allegedly they like she had fought with her parents before like this wasn't new although that was kind of different the whole like goodbye um and so like she's upset and she calls and there's no answer and you can already hear when we see her parents breathing or whatever you can hear the car yeah um like everything has started i I want to break down that for a second. The the how she kills herself and her parents because like the level of escalation of how that is revealed, where it's like okay they're sleeping in the bed, then it goes down to the cars. No, no, she... no, we're not there yet. So it goes to the beds when she calls. Oh no, I'm talking about. I'm just talking about within the breakdown of how they reveal that they're dead. Well, it starts with the firefighters turning off the cars. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like it goes to the car. And you're like, oh, she filled the house with carbon monoxide from the thing. Oh, and then it just shows the hose, and I was like, oh, oh no. And we see oh, two no. hoses, <laughs> and then we follow the one to the parents' room, and then the body bag gets zipped up, oh, and like as gosh. it gets pulled out, and then you see just her, and I guess what is her room, but she's up against the bed, and she's like puked. Her eyes are kind of bulging. She's duct taped that shit to her face, and her shirt is. Yellow. Yellow. Uh, Awful. This isn't the point of that scene, but I did feel comfort in the fact that um, Danny's parents sleep like I do on your back. You kind of have your arms like kind of like vampire, but like ready to be taken to Jesus. Yeah, it's I'm not alone. It's not weird to sleep like that. I'm just wanting, you know, PSA, get that out there. It's yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. You look great when you die in your bed. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So. 
when when Danny calls her parents and gets no response or whatever, she calls Christian. We're introduced to Christian, her boyfriend, and she's trying. She's, she well, one, she doesn't really. They've already talked about this email because he's like, didn't you say like it's, she does this all the time? And then she's like, well, you did say this one was a little different. He's like, did I? Well, I mean, but is it though? He's uh, also high. He's high as a kite. He's also high. That is revealed that he had smoked a J. <laughs> now, is that foreshadowing to the amount of drug usage in this movie? I don't really know. But, um, yeah, so, like, they're they're comfortable or whatever, and she wants him to come over, and then he's like, did we plan on it? And she's like, well, no, not exactly. And he's like, well, I guess I can. I don't know. Like, that seemed like a legitimate conversation, especially, you know, so having not partaken as much into <laughs> the uh, illegal substances as some people have. Um, maybe that's a, just a normal... Because, like, to me, it'd be like, holy crap, did I forget we were going to do something tonight? Yeah. And then now I am now impaired. Now I'm the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high. And, and then she's like, oh, no. And he's like, okay, okay, phew. Well, maybe I can come by or whatever. But then when she calls again after we... Yeah, know that they're dead. Uh, and we're introduced to his friends at the bar, and like Mark is like not her again. Yeah, and she's crying, her wailing. Oh yeah, through the phone. And then I liked how they filmed when he's walking back to the apartment. How you can hear her from her apartment outside. It's 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 a nice audio trick. Like they muffle it enough to where you're kind of confused why you can hear it, but then once it cuts inside you're like oh because he could hear it from outside so i don't know that was a neat little filmmaker trick i liked the uh yeah the introduction of the friends was interesting because that's where they talk about impregnating swedish girls foreshadowing but i also (laughs) that whole scene was a is one of those good not I, i a good instance of tell don't show Oh, I guess it is show and tell, but you know what I mean? Tell, don't show because of their dialogue where you can already see the dynamic of how the friendship works. Pele's the new guy, so he's kind of quiet and just going with it. Josh is the nerd concerned about Christian's thesis. Right, and uh, they set up that dispute between the two really easily with just the fact, honestly, Josh is being making a good point, and uh, Mark, or not Mark, Christian takes it as personal offense, and then Mark's just there as... He's just the happy-go-lucky. Like, I don't even think they explain that. Is he even in grad school? Because they're all grad students, but I don't see Mark. Yeah, what does he even do? Although he is working on a paragraph later. later. Can I get you to look at this paragraph? So he's at grad school for something. But, yeah, he's like the whatever comic relief friend. So just all that dialogue in maybe like three minutes, you get the dynamic of their group, their friendship. It, it was well done. And we learned that in eight weeks, they're going to Sweden. Right, which is very, very important. And so like... That oh, and that Mark's been on the fence. Or not Mark. God, I keep Christian saying Mark because With breaking up with Danny. Yeah, that he's been on the fence about breaking up with her for a which year. Which is important. That is important. Because this movie has two... So it's a breakup movie, but it's also in two perspectives... Really, we get mostly Danny, but Danny, her part of the relationship is she wants more of a connection, and Christian is like, ah, man, I just want to get out, but I don't want to hurt her feelings. Both very real situations. Yeah. And uh, unless you're in, like, a perfect relationship, there's it's it's a tip. Yeah, I would, I would also argue it's a... A scale? 
I would I, well I would say that they're they're yin and yang to each other, not in an actually complimentary sense, but they're office you know, emotional. Yeah, Christian scale. is Danny's foil. Yeah, it's the thank you. I couldn't think of the word foil. The because um, even by her own admission, Danny is over emotional. I don't think she's bipolar like her sister, but she's uh, by her own admission over emotional. And I think Christian is un you know reserving of over reserving of emotions. Like he's not a sociopath, but you know what I mean. Like he's more reserved, and so that's their point of conflict. Um. I, I, w- I do think it's interesting they don't – I guess they don't need to develop it more because she's talking to her friend about that. Yeah. And the friend's taking that whole like, well, then he's just not the man for you. Which is true. Which I guess is true, but also at the same time, she's making valid points. It, it's a good juxtaposition because he's making valid points about their relationship. Yeah. And they're she's just, making valid points. And that's that's the point of this movie is they're just not meant for each other and neither one of them can – break it up because yeah. she's too dependent and then he's a little bit of a bitch like to, no really though he, <laughs> no, he just can't just <laughs> he can't end it it's <laughs> just how you phrased it was great yeah you know he's a little he's a little bit like, like he's both of them of know it's not working but neither one of them has the balls to break it off and and so like the, so they have the cry session and then we move forward six weeks because we know they're going to oh, Sweden it six weeks? Eight, i yeah. thought it was six months because when they're at the party um they're talking about going to sweden and then danny's like wait really and he's like, yeah, you know, we're going, it's like two weeks. You know, I haven't even decided if I'm going yet, which we already know he is. Because six weeks ago, he had said yeah. they're going. Um, and then so when they get back, so they go to the party and they're talking or whatever. And then it, it's let out the Christian and all of them are going to go. And it's like, what? And Danny's like, you didn't, okay, interesting. And then they get to the apartment. And this is the first introduction, I think, of the mirrors and yeah. the actual reflection. So like Christian comes in and sits on the chair. And Danny comes in the door, closes the door, and then we have this first conversation where Danny's at the door, and you see the mirror to her, her right, our left, but then Christian's in the chair, and we have this whole conversation. Right. You broke through that really fast, but yes, I follow you because I watched the This This <laughs> reflection is super important here because this is what Danny wants in her relationship. She wants someone to be able to be where she is and to, to like to feel with her and Christian, like you said, is not able to really do emotions or anything like that. He, so he doesn't reflect her right in this scene. She's standing, he's sitting. So they have an argument, you know, and like, honestly, it kind of seems like Christian's gaslighting her. It does. Cause he's kind of apologetic, not really. And then it kind of turns on her and then she is super apologetic. Um, Oh yeah, I that made me hate Christian so yeah. much. And that I, whole conversation, I was like, I don't like, know if we're supposed fucker. to, but like, it really was annoying. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, she lost her parents and her sister six weeks ago. Like, this is pretty rough. Yeah, and I like I can put myself in Christian's perspective, where like, man, I was planning on going on this trip. Oh my god, this is awful timing. Um come to find out though christian invites danny because he's a bitch and he doesn't well, he even does the whole bullshit of because he keeps repeating the like i invited her but she's not going right just like he was at the party being like i'm not even sure if i'm gonna go or it's, anything yeah it's all around just a weird weird but his thing. friends are put off yeah except pele except pele um but yeah josh josh is fine it's mark that's pissed yeah uh, because well the vibe i get is that from their 
group dynamic is that Mark and Josh have been friends longer or not Mark and Josh, Mark and Christian, Christian. have been friends longer and that Josh was more of a recent friendship. Grad school friend. Yeah. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. And so when they come in though, when Danny comes into the room and they're brought in, I guess it's Christian's apartment. Well, that's what I thought it was. But um, maybe it's the boys apartment. The boys. But the either boys. way, the boys are sitting on the couch and Danny is standing again where like, the mirror's not reflective of what's happening, right? So yeah. it's like, so that's missed. And then we get the first bit of empathy shown Danny's way. Because uh, oh, Josh and Mark and Christian, they're all kind of awkward when she shows up. But then Pele, like, she sits down next to him and, like, we see him drawing the ish on the table. Like, okay. I mean, he's really good at it. I don't know what that's, like, heading towards or anything. But um, maybe it's, like, he just draws what what is you know it's just real i don't know i also wonder too if by no when you know what the ending is i i was wondering if he even really was in grad school like if he was really even trying like i i almost wonder if the drawing thing because if you notice they were all working on something he was just drawing the table and on this viewing i kind of knowing his role in the end mm-hmm. i kind of took it as like he doesn't really give a shit about grad school. He's just there to find people to bring He's back. just fishing, yeah. Yeah, he's just fishing. So, like, why would he be working on anything? It doesn't matter. Like, that's the... I That could be an over-reading. But I can I see feel that, like, too. I feel like that would be an interesting kind of twist to him. Um, I mean, I guess I forgot to mention the obvious foreshadowing of the picture in Danny's room of the bear and the girl. There's so many images. Like, yeah. I don't really want to talk about all of the images, There's especially the ones that are very obvious. There's but too that's, many. that's super obvious. There's a lot of paintings. But Pele um, really connects with her there. And he, he, like, I wanted to say I'm very sorry for what happened. And he mentions you know, having lost his his parents, too. Then, in a fire, which mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you because I didn't catch that the first time when we saw it in theaters. In a fire, or maybe I caught it but didn't place it. Does that mean his parents were in the hut? So, no. You don't think that's what... The hut's every 90 years. The May Queen is every year. Oh, that's a good point. With the May Queens every year? Every May. Oh. They had an entire wall of May Queens. That's a good point. But then... I don't know. You got to bless the crops every year, dude. But, but do, you, she do was, people die every year? I mean, if they reach the ripe old age of 16 times four. So you think just at least two people, at least two people die every May for the the sacrifice part of it? It, it is probably synced up like that. That could make sense. Because uh, that was, there's a lot of facets of the folklore stuff that confused me. I know we haven't gotten to that yet, but that was definitely one of them that confused me. But yeah, when he mentions family or whatever, she breaks and she has to excuse herself. And this is a great shot. Oh, I loved that. The door. Oh, yeah. There's like the over the head. And as we cross the threshold into the bathroom, now we're on the plane. And turns out Mark was, or <laughs> I keep calling him Mark. Shit. Uh, Christian was full of shit. Yeah. Oh, Danny's there. Yeah, Danny's there. This that's the weird thing. And again, it it's it's a part that I couldn't wrap my head around because we keep seeing Christian be emotionally distant. I wouldn't go as far as abusive, but I like gaslighting. I like And that's a that is That abusive. is a form of it. I I guess. It's not he's just a bitch 
And so he's not malicious or malevolent or anything like that. Like, he's not cruel. He's just... Ne- almost neglectful. Yeah, which, you know, neglect can be abusive. Right. It's just not as intentional, but he's just so wishy-washy. But the, the plane, that scene's a great example of something that bothered me throughout. Is like, so it's not even necessarily these small moments, but, like, she comes back to their plane seat. When yeah. she sits down, he initiates physical contact and comfort and not in a like oh i have to do this it just seemed like a thing i don't there's a lot of that that kind of gave me whiplash no but i guess I, that was the point. i think that's the point like he's he's trying in moments because like even when they get to the first stop and he's like i'm not going to do the drugs you know with you until you're ready yeah you know like he actually like he does have that. moments yeah but he's it's it's not about the moments. It's, it's when push comes to shove, I guess. Right, and he just doesn't do anything, which I honestly think is what rubs you the wrong way when he stands up to the elders. Which I think it's supposed to do that because you're okay. like, out of everything to really stand up for, it's this. This is the moment. Okay. Yeah, let's let's skip forward a little bit. To, even though one of my favorite lines of the movie is when they first get in, and it's the how long's the drive? Four hours. And Mark just goes, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> So this is also important. There's a little subtext going on. Um, the sign that they pass under that's like, welcome to Hills and God or whatever. Hells and God. The, the subtext, subtitle, whatever, underneath that is like stop um, like free immigration or whatever and like free the North. Now, allegedly, uh, there is some xenophobia rife in Sweden today. Really? Yeah. I would uh, things reminiscent to pre-World War II Germany. Oh, shit. Really? Really. Which is one reason the village idiot, uh, like, is inbred. Oh, is that so is idea... that commentary on that? Yeah. Because I, I was going to bring up later when we were getting to the folklore part, do you think when this released in Sweden, this, like, it might some not have. off? Uh, that's where I was curious. Because, <laughs> like, I, I read the other day about Death of Stalin, one of my favorite movies. Great movie. We should do that. We should do that. We might do that next. The um, But Death of Stalin aired in one movie theater in Russia for a day. The current equivalent of the KGB arrested everybody in the movie theater. Uh, like, it was this whole thing. Like, they hated that. And I kept Perfect. watching this being like, is Sweden, like, super pissed that this is how they're represented? But how can they pull that xenophobia shit? Their whole, and they mentioned it in the movie. Their whole country was based off of big, strong men went out kidnapped women from other races and cultures brought them back and created quote-unquote like better people beautiful women but that's that's the commentary like how can you even do this that's crazy yeah and and it's not it's not i'm happy my hat is on backwards because mind blown (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the hat just doesn't just pop right off your head (laughs) so yeah it's kind of crazy that is crazy And and it's kind of a backdrop um, for that, what's what's going on. That does add some more context to when they get to that village. I like that. And so their first stop is in the field, and they're all going to start imbibing. Super. In some mushrooms, like hardcore mushrooms, right? Uh-huh. And this is where we're introduced to Pele's friend, like, Engelgram or whatever. Engel Connie and Simon? Uh, oh, yeah, Connie and Simon. And, Laugh um, my ass off. <laughs> pure revenge. Pure and honestly, I could see revenge. Pele also picking these three friends for that same reason, but not that he doesn't like them. Well, because they're just rough people. Yeah, I could buy that. 
because uh, none of the none of the guys are inherently good, right? Like each has like a pretty big flaw. Yeah. And then you know Danny is a bonus, and he's actually super happy she's coming, but not for the intended reason for the others. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, they come and they do the the trucks and yeah. When they're the tripping out on mushroom scene is great and uh, it adds to the tension. It also dips our toes into how weird their society is going to get because like we also are meeting that everyone considers themselves brothers and sisters because uh, they were all born in the same year or around the same year. Because like the one girl was his sister because they were born on the same day, right? And then but not all of them. Does were that necessarily the mean the same year? Well, all of the people seem to be in le- level of ages. Right. And I think that's more, because I hadn't really thought about it when you said it, but two people dying every year, like if they're having two babies every year. It would, that would, I oh, could that would make that. it line up. Yeah. You know, I, I could definitely see that being something. Uh, it'd be interesting to go and try to like count all the people. Yeah. Um, to see if there's 76 people and like to see if it's uh, 38 men and 38 30 women. women. Yeah, that'd be that'd be curious. That'd be really cool, but um, yeah the the tripping scene really just adds more to the tension of like Danny's not okay. Well, and it's the first time we see her interacting, quote unquote, with the foliage where she thinks the grass is in her uh, hand. Oh yeah, and then she freaks out when someone just mentions family. Well, it's, it's Mark, and I thought this was interesting because Mark says, "You guys are my real family." And I thought that was interesting. And it does kind of foreshadow her mm-hmm. rejection of them because that freaks her out. And I know it's supposed to be just the word family makes her think of her own family being dead. But there's definitely some subtext of like she rejects them as family. Yeah. And then she runs into the uh, shed and has a freaky shot of her sister in the background. Ooh, I did not like that shot. With the mask. That not was, the last time we see her either. I think that was the closest to hereditary in terms of like... I don't know. Holy just, shit. Well, holy shit like as jump. well as like I almost want to say style. Like um like a mooding mood lighting. You know what I mean? Like well, it, yeah. we did a, it's, it's a completely different It's one of the only dark shots right. left in the movie. And it just had a completely different feel than the rest of the movie and it felt like it was closer to hereditary. Which yeah. is a good thing. I'm complimenting it on that. But um Yeah, and then she passes out. Yeah, that I was kind of confused. So they just stayed in that field for like Six hours? Yeah, they waited for her to wake up, which oh, they is waited nice. for her to wake up. Okay. Which is nice. Um, like, they spent the night out there with her, basically, because they had, like, they were rolling up their sleeping bags and stuff before they yeah. were moving on. Well, it looked like all of them did. Like, mm-hmm. the whole, because the, they followed that whole community. Pretty communal. Pretty communal. And then um, they do their hike. Yeah, their hike through the woods. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If I, when they get there and you see what it is, like, I love that Mark made like a Waco reference. He's like, oh, cool. So we're stopping at Waco before we go to Stockholm. Like, <laughs> awesome. If I was in that situation, even if I knew Pele, I honestly don't think I could stay. Like, and that's not even coming from a stance of like, oh, I know what you happens. You just see a bunch end. of people in white. I see a bunch of people in white, a bunch of weird fucking houses and like a maypole, and I'm not it. I I definitely would be like, no, hey, no, I, think I, <laughs> I think I left. Oh, I left like something back at that other place we were at. Just go. Just be like, I'm gone. I'll see you guys later. The only reason I knew what that poll was was because of the original Wicker Man, and yeah. they explain all that. Oh man, it's like, oh that's a that's like a penis. The the whole 
whole community feels like something you'd find in The Witcher. You know what I mean? Like it oh, yeah. feels like a town you come across in The Witcher, and like especially in like the video game where you'd like come in, they invite you in. You'd well, there's be even that there. one swamp town in Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. You're like, what is happening? Where you're invited and you're just watching the ritual and then you have to decide whether to stop it or not. And it's like, what's morally okay? And then what <laughs> what, what are morals? Yeah. Because that's how they trick you. Not to like fast forward too far, but the, when we first see those two old people sacrifice themselves, there's almost a layer of understanding when the head lady, the mm-hmm. Siv, Siv, when she's explaining to Connie and Simon how it's their culture and that it's like a celebrated thing, there's almost a level where even I was like, oh, shit. I mean, like, I mean, if they want to no, no, this is it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like it was it was presented in a very understandable way, which was more terrifying to me. Yeah. As opposed to the end. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck this. No. Like I GTF. Oh. GTFO. Yeah, because I think a lot of the horror, since since most deaths happen off screen, like you're you're shown the townspeople as normal people living their own life. They have their own rights and wrongs, and you're just kind of lost. I will say, but and maybe this is American logic, if you will, because this might be a culturally ignorant thing. MAGA alert. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say my. And I guess I would have been murdered, but <laughs> I mean, I you was, would have been Mark and well, pissed on the tree. That's not true. I wouldn't have peed on the tree. Um, I hope I wouldn't have <laughs> peed on the tree. The uh, so if I was there, I saw the two people jump off the cliff, hit the rock. First off, when I was watching it this time, I had added my own commentary of like, like an Olympic dive thing. Yeah, like here's Jorgen Sorgen coming to the coming to the platform. He needs a perfect dive to save May. <laughs> oh, missed the rock. Ooh, he has missed the rock. Missed the rock. They're going to be disappointed with that. That's going to oh, cost him the gold. that leg is shattered. <laughs> he is in pain. Uh, Just was re- oh, good. They're bringing the hammer. Okay. The judges are not happy about this. <laughs> exactly. I had that just running through my mind. But uh, if I was watching that, I definitely, like, if it was our group of Yeah, friends, who are you? Which one in the group are you? <laughs> uh, no, You're I'm, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Oh no! <laughs> but I'm just saying, I actually would keep my cool though, and I would go up to you guys and be like, "Hey, so like, listen, I don't know what they're saying and why this is okay, but the fact that they have not gotten in trouble for this means no one from the outside has made it out. We need to leave now. <laughs> you know what I mean? My thought process. You'd have been putting that together. Would was immediately like. If this happens a lot and they bring outsiders to this and nobody's caught on, nope, we're not making it out of here. Like, we got to go. We should have already known that, though. We should have. Because that's exactly what happens. It is. To Simon and Connie. Gets blood eagled. Ugh. Brutal. A Viking thing. Yeah. Viking Viking death. Reference to the beginning. Yeah. Closer. Before they're even there. Yeah. The... the it's interesting how the rituals are presented. Well, let's... What? They're given a tour of the town. Oh, well, that's what I was going to get okay. into. Of like, I, I shouldn't have said rituals. I just mean like how the community is represented. Because it's almost like it's Swedish um, Amish people. You know what I mean? Or Mennonites, if you will. Like a weird sort of... 
Like they acknowledge the outside world and everything, but they have just chosen to live this simple farmer's life. Even though I guess they have electricity somewhere because that lady says kids are watch the kids are watching Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird. If they're like, because we never see electricity mm-hmm. besides their phones, which they I guess they don't charge. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, well, and they made the chariot or the the cart and there's my is there's like glass and stuff maybe and then they have the camera the ovens didn't look electric Mm -hmm. for their cooking those looked fire based or like stove you know what i mean i don't know it was weird that was like a weird throw off line that i was just like so there is electricity is there but why would she say like austin (laughs) dude i don't know but like they did lie multiple times that's that's so i don't know if they were like that that I actually don't have an explanation for, but it's interesting when they're showing people around and they're like, Angleheim is like, here, let me show you here, and Simon's like, we're just gonna ignore the bear. Yes, and he's we're like, just gonna ignore the. It's a bear. It's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear in a cage. Which is great if you haven't seen the commercial, the like, the oh, media the campaign or whatever yeah, for this movie is trailer. hilarious. The bear in the cage. It's a bear in a cage. It's a bear. It's a bear. It's a bear, bear in a, a cage. cage. <laughs> it's excellent. Look it up. Bear in a cage. I would. I want a shirt that says that. Just with like literally just a grassy field. The bear in the cage just goes. It's a bear in a cage. <laughs> and then this I is that shirt. we're exposed to the tapestry going from right to left, showing the seduction that is going to occur for Christian. Right, and it's it's pretty it, explicit. And it's their culture's way of. I guess seduction or like some sort of witchcraft love spell, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also very subtly. I think it's Pele's explaining it, and he gets cut off. No, no, I'm confusing it with a later scene when uh, Christian's talking to an elder about incest because he explains they have to have outsiders come in because the bloodlines they want to keep them as pure as possible, but to prevent incest, they got to bring outsiders to, um, you know, fill that void. So which void? Sex. Ah. Sexual intercourse void. A lot of voids. A lot of voids. The, uh, but yeah, the tour, like, again, it's like everything's creepy. Yeah. But comes across as like, if you were to say it's creepy, you come across as like the asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're the outsider. Yeah. And it's interesting. So, like, I was watching this movie with subtitles, and you can't do that at the theater, obviously. But when they are speaking, um, Swedish or Nori, whatever Nori, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's um, just Swedish. It's not subtitled. Like, there actually are no subtitles for that. So, like, what? you just don't know what they're saying. So they could they could not be speaking Swedish. They could be speaking nonsense. Well, and part of that is, like, you, as the view, you're outside, too. Like, you're lost, and you just don't know what's going on. And the first thing that we do see is the old people sitting in the chair, and they're raising their flame, and it's like... The flame burns here, like not not any higher, not any hotter, or whatever, like yeah. that, you know. Um, and from there in the theater, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna die," but yeah. I don't know why. I definitely got those two were gonna die, uh, and then you know, I think it's the first dinner where they're yeah. all standing at the table, and it's the like, and they "Why come. can't we sit?" And it's they yeah, come when will we sit? Hut. You'll sit when it's time to sit. Some of the roundabout answers, yeah. Haley was a bad host. Uh, For everyone but Danny. Thing. Yeah. He just didn't explain things. I did like the... Ge- it's weird how genuine Pele was about some stuff, though. Like, 
I guess it plays into the fact that he doesn't think he's being manipulative. This is just... Oh, he is, though. There's but, many times... Or I say many. There's a couple times where he is caught in a lie, and he just has to, like, push through it. That's true. But there's some parts that seem so genuine. Like, him telling uh, Christian that he forgot about uh, Danny's birthday, mm-hmm. that didn't come across as manipulative. That came across as very much a, hey, I just wanted to tell you. Like, I... Because yeah. it didn't, there's no way for him to have known that it would have, he would have been caught and they would have had a divide between, like caused a divide between them. I think that came across very genuine, which was unsettling. Because I think because Pele cares for Danny. Like he does really want her to be happy. Do you think they're going to end up together? I hope so. In my own little twisted way. To be honest, I have, I feel like I had this theory when we left the theater and I can't remember if you agreed with me someone disagreed with me maybe it was liz or liz's cousin but uh i think because the sister that was born on the same day as him i think she intentionally set her up to win the may queen thing in the dance because at a certain point you see a couple girls like running into each other towards the end it looks like she straight up just tackles that girl not like oops i fell like i'm talking like you know, JJ Watt level just rap and tackle. <laughs> like, well, they may want another another member in the fold. Yeah, and also he had a cool he had a cool reef at the end too. They had matching reefs. So, the numbers eight and nine are very important in this movie. The table is in an eight position. Figure eight, yeah. Part of the whole eight thing is you turn it on its side. What is that? Oh my gosh, it's infinity. And it's it's the cycle. It's like uh, also representing the cyclical nature of everything. What's up with nine? Uh, well, and eight as well is since um, the seasons, the four seasons of life are in 16-year increments. That's also uh, multiples of eight. And then nine, it's every 90 years they're doing um, the festival. There's nine bodies. Um what else? There's a there's well, more nines. But yeah, eight's eight's pretty huge. Huh. I think there are also nine squares at the rock when the people like oh, put jump their off. bloody oh, put the hands up oh. on. Interesting. And like each character's assigned runes and the runes that are covered by the bloody hands are uh Danny and Christians that they get assigned and you know that Danny's you know Danny's because it's in the drawing that Pele does for her uh, birthday. Oh. And hers is the R, and it's the runic symbol for, like, journey, which Danny is on. Interesting. Uh, And then, like, Christian's is a little more up for who knows what that is. It's either, like, um, fertility or, like, strong decision-making or whatever, which he's not good at doing. No. (laughs) But... Yeah, so the table's in an eight, and then the old people come, and then they sit and they eat, uh, and then we're gonna march yeah. them. Yeah, the the cliff dive, <laughs> and so that's that's, that's the next day, and so like it's shown oh, where that is the next yeah day. because Pele says what it is, and then Christian's like, Josh, do you know what that is? And Josh is like, yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think Josh thought it was real, or do you think do you think he thought Pele was pulling his leg? Like you know, I don't what I mean? think so because on their um. On their way, he asks, is that them? But that's so... I don't think Josh was ready for the hammer. 
<laughs> the band hammer. I don't, th- I don't think anybody was ready for um, the hammer. To be honest, I was actually not as freaked out by the hammer until the second person, like they handed it off and another, like a pinata, like another person got a swing. He's dead people. Yeah. We got at least three. That was people taking shots. That was insane. So Danny has a dream this first night and it's of her being left uh, by the people in the, or by the hero group. Yeah. And Mark turns around and is like creepy. Yeah. He's almost like laughing. Like, Oh, and so she like, that's obviously, Again, her saying like that's not her family, right. right? Like you don't, you don't leave family behind. What about Ohana, <laughs> uh, Lilo and Stitch there? But um, yeah, so we have that, and then we're going and we're doing the whatever apostle blah blah blah. Um, the hold on, uh, yeah, it's it, like I don't want to take forever this at movie this, at the stupid at the stupid at the stupid it's a stupid thing <laughs> where it's a genocide. Is the killing of elderly, you know, very relevant to these times. Hashtag Corona. Just sad. But yeah. the uh... nursing homes, disgusting, despicable, <laughs> so inhumane. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't, uh, is it Christian or someone makes that comment of like, I bet they think us putting old people in homes Christian by said themselves. That. Okay, Christian. Someone, I remember someone saying that in this movie. Yeah, and that's true. You know, maybe they think that's cruel and unusual punishment. It's like, ah, oh, well, I'd rather. You know, put them in a home and see them cliff but, dive. And, but and that's such that's a thing me. for Christian to say as being one that's so apathetic to decisions where like nursing homes can be viewed as being apathetic for decisions. It's like, well, I can't take care of them and I can't kill them. I guess I just have to put them in this nursing home while they deteriorate. Yeah. Putting de- like delaying the inevitable and kind of like taking what respect they can kind of have left. Like, it's it's an interesting observation for him to make. He's just not very self-aware. Not to get too far onto that tangent, but it is interesting how culturally different societies dealt with elderly. Like, some just, like, they went on a hunt, quote-unquote, and never came back. And then, you know, I don't know if that was true, the whole, like, block of ice, like, send them out into the ocean. That wasn't what the Inuits or something did. I don't know. I don't know if that one was true. But I feel like I hear all the time that, like, ancient cultures had, like, weird, like, I remember reading one book where, and that relates to this, that in certain Viking cultures, if you got to a certain age, you were thought of as, like, a joke. Because, like, you hadn't been taken by Odin. Yeah, you hadn't been in, like, You hadn't died in battle. And it was like a weird, like no one wanted to take you because you were like a joke. Yep. So like that, that's a there's an interesting thing with that. I still don't want to swan dive off a cliff into a rock. Yeah. Poor decision by that dude. By the way, he went feet first. What was he thinking? That woman, she had the right idea. Also, bullseye as well. Like she hit her face right. got annihilated. But that's what you want. If you have to do that, you don't want to like. <laughs> It's like that Ron White joke of the the one engine fails in the plane. He's like, I hope the other one does, and we hit a mountain. I don't want to <laughs> limp away from this wreck. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just if little man wasn't that. limping away either. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Oh, the shot of the leg got me. His broken, shattered leg. And so this is great. What this community doesn't have that we had before back in America was mirrors. The community is reflecting the old man's pain back at him so he's in pain he's moaning he's groaning the people are there with him experiencing that like it kind of looks like they're in pain too like an ultra 
em- empathetic society. Yeah, li- like reflective. They're all empaths. But it's 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 that mirroring of each other and yeah. their experiences. So like this is that first moment of that that we really see. Right. As yeah. opposed to like also when they were introduced or where they were um, seeing each other again and they were putting their hands on each other's cheek. Like that's also a mirror. Yeah. But it's no, less. No, that's true. They were mirroring each other. Yeah. In just stature and stance. And the hoo-hahs and. There's a lot of that. There's yeah. a lot of weird mimicking and mirroring. Um, that's so. It's weird that I didn't notice that the first time through, just because it's very obvious that's what they're doing. Yeah. But at the time, I feel like I couldn't wrap my head around what they were doing. Exactly. Like in the later scene when she's having a meltdown and they're like crying at her. Dude, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I was like, the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I thought I had drank the specialty. The um, Yeah. Like, I don't even want to talk about Josh and Christian doing their PhD bullshit. Like well, that's, that's not as important. That's so ancillary the, to me. Well, because the again, it's it's a part of the misdirect of the movie almost wants you to think it's about folklore, but at the same time being like, this movie isn't a, a folklore horror. It's yeah. about the breakup. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's almost like divide. we have we have T's to dot and I's to cross for us to get to the end. And so, like, yeah, we have to have these conflicts. Mark has to pee on the tree that they put the ashes of the dead people on so that he can die. The fool. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, Josh has to try to take pictures of the book that the special, special person inbred thing drew dumb signs on. And the elders, quote unquote, are going to interpret nonsense. Yeah. To be honest, that was... I agree with you. It was it was exactly a dot your T's, dot your T's. Oh, come on, Mark. <laughs> no, that's but that's what I said. Oh, is that what you <laughs> said? Dot your T's and cross your eyes. <laughs> cross your I love it. <laughs> I always just think of the Wayne's World two. Did you ever see Wayne's World two, where it's the guy has the discolored pupils, <laughs> and they keep trying not to bring it up, and they keep <laughs> saying, uh, "He's like, I've always had an eye for the ah." Uh. <laughs> like they keep doing it, and then at the end, it's him doing the. We'll take this contract home. Make sure to. Cross the T's and dot the, and everybody pauses. Lowercase J's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. It just made me think of that. But, but yeah, we um, have the the seduction yeah, of Christians going on, like his drinks a different color. Okay, right. neat and awesome. And exactly like you said, it's a checklist of we have to meet the creepy culture, like how this culture works checklist. So, one of the dreams, the next dream that kind of like Danny has where her sister is in front of the rock and the dead people are beside her. So she's in the yellow again. Right. What color is the house? Her parents' house? No, no, I guess the burning house. Oh, the burning house is yellow. It's yellow, like the sun. Oh. That shot, check the wall behind the rock that the sister's propped up on. So the, the background, there is a shot of the uh, the yellow burning house, and then the two people in there alive instead of dead, but they're in front of the house, and then there's a mountain range behind them, or like hills or whatever. I swear to you, those hills are kind of like etched into the rock wall behind the sister. Ooh. It's one to like it is right there. It's insane. Interesting. You should post that on movie details. I like just like, just do two screen grabs. Post that on movie details. It's like you are shitting me it's so cool that is i didn't see that because because cool. another thing with this so they mentioned civ mentions that this is the hottest summer on record which is also nice that it just means they're globalists who believe in global warming well, okay so it's, okay 
liberals. <laughs> the the sun it brings life, right? And it also destroys, right? And this movie does a pretty good job of wrapping destruction in the same color as uh, the sun, right? You know, like and the sisters wearing the yellow shirt and the the house is yellow and and theoretically, if that girl is pregnant, the circle of life, like creation, as well. So. I get that. I get that vibe. I have a lot of questions about that situation too. The, the seduction. Well, not the seduction. Suggest. <laughs> I love speak. that Mark figured out that he's ate a pube. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was weird too. But um, I meant the actual like their thought process of the outsider coming in and having sex with uh, the girl. Mm-hmm. One, how is the girl chosen? I guess it goes into like the age thing where if there's only two viable aged females for their range thing, yeah, that could be it. Uh, the other side of that, though, too, I'm super like, do you think Pele had him checked out as a in terms of like diseases? Like, that's a good not question. to be like a weird, I don't think it, but I don't know like, if it was that for like that in because if it. they're like a closing society yeah that could wreck them yeah that could really ruin their day (laughs) so um that was weird to me like it didn't seem as thought also what if it didn't work well hold on that's a great point because what does mark tell christian when they're at the bar he's like and then you can finally have a girl that likes sex so christian is not having that much sex oh that's like he's there's he's not being exposed Oh. That's actually a really good point. Interesting. That could, uh, that could play into it. Yeah. The uh, I am uh, shit. What was I saying? Though the diseases, oh, the and, diseases, and the girls and chosen. Oh, but the what if it didn't work? What if he's not fertile? I mean, what they, if he's got slow swimmers. They gave him that drink. They made him smell that shit. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's tried and true. I don't know. Like but I mean, like if if not, like potency, they just might they figure out some other way. Try again later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just was like a. It just I, and I guess that leads to the I was confused why he was. I, I get why he was offered as a sacrifice, but I feel like if you need people from the outside to contribute, to, well, I guess they have her. I don't know. I, there's a lot of parts of the the folklore society that had my wheels turning. Like um, I, I, I don't know. It's just. A lot of weird stuff with it. Yeah. That's <sighs> it. So, Connie, at this point, um, oh, yeah. Connie, Connie and Simon, Simon are gone. Allegedly, Simon went alone or whatever. We know that's not true. And then Connie, Mark said he saw her running like she was working, like trying out for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, which was weird and dumb on Mark's part. And to not everyone be heard her it. screaming. Yeah. Uh, like, there's those shots. And then Mark is obviously just... Dis- uh, distracted by the poon in the uh, building. He's like, oh, there she is. You know, so, like, obviously he's not that concerned about a random scream, yeah. blood-curdling scream he heard. But, like, I love how quick they are to just believe the random guy who's like, oh, I can say what happened. I took Connie to meet Simon at the train station. That's well, what happened. Well, it's interesting because they're all kind of, like you said, they're all kind of distracted by their own thing. Like um, Christian and Danny are, are distracted by their own lover's quarrel. Josh when Danny all- said, I could see you doing that. Right. Ooh, that Ooh, that was a good one. That bit. Uh, but Josh is enthralled by his research of the ruins. 
or the ruins, the, the, the rube, the ruby rock or something. Yeah, whatever nonsense. And then, like you said, Mark's all about that. That strange. So they were all distracted by their own personal tiffs to realize what was going on around them. And then it's that dinner where uh, Inga comes up and's like, "I'll show you." And then he's like, "I'm gonna go. She's gonna show me." <laughs> He had so many good one-liners. Like, I legitimately want to know if, because uh, like he's a comedic actor, mm-hmm. so I want to know if that's what's in the script or if they let him just kind of play with the situation. Because so many of his lines don't seem like something you write down in a script. Like, it seemed like a genuine. He was just like, "She's gonna, she's gonna show me." <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was, uh okay. I did not catch it. The first time viewing it in theaters, when his death is off screen, but when you see it, I did not real like I knew it was his skin face. That's yeah. obvious. I did not realize that another man is wearing his leg downstairsness. Like yeah, the fuck that hit me so hard today. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I rewound it. <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was just a half naked dude wearing a like. Out of the things that was happening, right. it didn't freak me out that he was half naked wearing another dude's face. Because, like, well, if he skinned a dude alive. He might just be a little yeah. weird. I've seen Silence of the Lands. Buffalo Bill did a lot of weird stuff. So, uh, okay. But he was wearing. Ah! And then the hit on Josh's head, and he's just like groaning. Oh, I hated that. That went on too long. Yeah. So, allegedly, there are two big things for Ari Aster uh, he hates ticks. Which is why there's Mark that, there's like a solid like a good scene of them walking and talking about ticks. There's like two minutes of dialogue in this movie dedicated to ticks. Yeah, <laughs> and something about head trauma. Like he's freaked out by it. Yeah, like it really messes with him, and so he's like, you know what? I bet that messes with other people too. And you know what? You're right. Congratulations. It's messed you're up. Right. It's messed up. And he's like, hey. I'm going to use head trauma in future movies, so just get ready. Brace yourself. That's a promise. <laughs> Brace them heads, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, hereditary, wow. A lot of head stuff. I mean, the most intensive head traumas. A girl's head is ripped off by hitting a telephone pole. Spoilers. Decapitated. <laughs> so, yeah, the, but that. The decapa was detated. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> <Huh>. Sorry. <laughs> So those are really, I mean, his death of the friends, I guess, the way to describe it, is the really only one that we see in, like, a horror film fashion. Yeah. And it's, like, the, is it the only night shot while we're in the town? No. Well, because if you count the dreams and then, no, that might, besides the dreams, I think that might be the only night shot. I guess Josh wakes up to, to watch Maya put the thing under. Uh, oh, that's true. We did see that. But that we don't know if that was night necessarily because yeah. they have the shades done. And it wasn't because Christian wasn't in bed. Okay, so. But, um. That's yeah. interesting. But by this point, the wheels are off the wagon. <laughs> like Yeah, and then, then the, <laughs> the town poses that, like, the book is missing and now Josh and Mark disappeared at the same time. Um, I didn't understand that play, by the way, by the townsfolk. 
like why trying to set up that Josh would steal something he wasn't allowed to have access to just oh. so he could do the research stuff. And they were dumb enough to think that Mark had anything relatable to try to help Josh to do that. Like it really falls through because they just they Mark would the... never. Yeah. He's too much of a dumbass. So much so that Danny thinks that I mean, is Mark still out there with that girl? And the girl isn't back. Not yet. Oh, that's true. So yeah, it's I don't know. That was that was something that stuck out to me. I guess again, they're all self-absorbed in their own shit to not notice the red flags. And Paley's had his conversation with Danny, asking if she's felt she feels held by Christian yeah. and known. Um, the and really says that he he lays it out for her that like you know that this is your problem. Yeah, pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. The this next like bit though with the. What do they call it? the May Queen ceremony? I forgot what they call the dance that they were doing, but uh, that competition, their dance competition, if you will. But it's so sweet how like the community is opening up to like to Danny, inviting her in, right, to make all these things and and do I, the dance. And I'm curious why, if Christian hadn't been an asshole, like I guess what I'm asking is, is it a gender thing? Like they needed the man. I don't mean that in like a no, yeah, yeah, sexist, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, did they need the man to impregnate the girl in their town and they just needed a girl to have fresh, like, was that their way of doing fresh blood in the town? Was the guy was always going to be disposable and the girl was a fertile new representation in the town? I think Danny, so it's also significant for Danny because she's 24, um, which is a multiple of eight. She's <laughs> halfway through her, uh, what would that be? Spring? Yeah. Um, I think right spring, summer, fall. So she's half. She's halfway through summer. Oh, yeah, she's halfway. Which through makes summer. sense because the movie's fucking called Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Um, Midsummer. I I really do think it's because some people try to make it seem like Pele planned this whole thing, might have even killed Danny's parents, like set that up. Oh, what? I don't no, think that at all. No. I think it's a coincidence type thing. Um, I don't think Danny. I'm not even going to say that the town planned for Danny to win. Like, I just think that was just the poorly done thing. Because, like, the girls are supposed to be high and loopy anyway. I think the town didn't, but I, like... Pele wanted her. Yeah, Pele wanted her. But my, my theory with that I was saying earlier with the... I'm calling her Pele's sister. sister yeah. I think that was a... She wasn't planning that from the beginning. She's looking out for her boy. Yeah, I think that was a... When it got down to them, she was like... No, I I'm going to I'm going to let her win. You and know so, what I mean? Yeah. And so this is this is good because she she didn't hesitate to take the drink. Right. Um she fell right into step doing all the dance. She saw grass again in her feet. Uh I was happy okay, I was happy to rewatch this scene solely because in theaters I hated this one moment in the scene where they are speaking Swedish to each other, gibberish. but it's gibberish. And at the t- first time seeing it, I was like, "She just fucking learned Swedish from drinking this tea." What? Yeah. Like, is the I? I got nervous that the next reveal was like we were going to see the gods they're sacrificing. I was like, "Is this gonna yeah. get a weird hereditary like twist?" But then on this viewing, I was like, "Oh, they're just speaking gibberish, and they think they can understand each other." Well, like, well, they can, can but somehow, you know what I mean? yeah. But that's and that's showing a, a kind of connection that yeah, she doesn't a mutual have. Mutual connection. Um, She's entering their frame of mind. Yeah, and then she wins, and uh, 
Christian is this is set up this part I you can't convince me isn't because they intentionally got him drugged so where he looks so uncomfortable he asks what is this gonna do to me and she says it's gonna lower your defenses and make you susceptible to influence right and he's like and this is his decision his phantom of the opera point of no return he <laughs> he chose this drink you know and like Pele was sitting right there and then like him drinking sealed the deal. Right. The, dr- the effects of the drug or whatever. Yes, all this is planned. But like he 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 chose. Like right. and he knew already. Siv brought him to the house and said she is approved to have sex with you. Like he knew this is what was going to happen. And to me, honestly, this is him just being a little bitch. He's going to take the drink and he's going to blame it on the drink. Like yeah. I could totally see him doing that. Um, but yeah, Pele just sits there. But she wins. And this is great because they put the crown, the the flower crown on her, and I like the her flower cape that they the give her. Flowers breathe with her. Oh yeah, it's the because you're seeing it through her eyes and every, oh both their eyes and everything's like moving and high. But and, she, whereas before it's kind of been static and just like in itself, like she is now a part in of it. it. Yeah. And dude, if you didn't see this shot going in, you should go back because it's fucked up. When they put her on the pedestal wood thing and they're walking down the line and you see the trees, you know where she she like passes her mom or when she's like, mom, they put her on the wooden thing and they're walking with her. The trees are CGI'd to look like her sister with the gas mask on. I did not. And there's a tube. It's it's the whole thing, though. Like, it's pretty big. But like, oh, my gosh. Dang. I liked the... um... Because after Christian has sex with that, she scares the shit out of me in this movie. The the girl, Ma- Maya, Maya. That whole sex scene was super weird, and I didn't like it in theaters, and I didn't like it this time. But I don't, obviously you're not supposed to. It's just super weird. But when he finds Simon, and Simon's been blood eagled, first off, they like legit. That was like a legit blood eagle. Like um, what? It was in Hannibal, the TV show Hannibal, that one person was, quote-unquote, those people were blood-eagled. But they weren't really because he didn't do the lung thing. The lungs breathing out of his back. I know it was because he was high, and so they weren't really doing that, but that was... No, he was. What? Yeah. Simon wasn't alive. Yeah, he was. You can't be alive. Yes, you can. What? Yep, look it up. No, I looked up blood-eagling. Legit. You die from it, though. Eventually. Just like you die from any sort of torture like that, but you live. He was alive. That's weird. But the old the ladies, you know, when when we're in the throes of ecstasy and she starts moaning, yeah, the women start moaning, yeah, and I wanted to skip over it. It's so <laughs> I don't like, want to talk about that. Like scene. this, it's a part of necessity that this is happening. And then when Danny wants to go check that out instead of go to Siv, you know, and the girl is like, "That's not for us." Like I wouldn't. Yeah. Like she really doesn't want her to have to feel that, and then Danny goes and has a very similar guttural, like deep response with her all. family. I like <sighs> it. Really, it really hit Peter, but it, it's the mirroring thing again. Yeah, and it, it was a weird juxtaposition between the intensity of that scene that Christian's going in when she's in the field 
with um, the people doing the like harvest dance thing, and for she's fertility repeating. too. Yeah, when she's repeating what they're saying, it's mm-hmm. like super calm, like almost like AM ASMR esque, where it's like whispering. And it's like humming, but meanwhile, two scenes uh, about life, bro. I guess life finds Shit, a way. Man. But yeah. He gets paralyzing powder. I hadn't really thought about it, but they literally, they start with pouring seed into that hole. There's red meat, and then they crack an egg. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't think about that until now. There's almost too much. Like, that's actually a complaint I have about this movie. (laughs) There's too much metaphorical shit. Like, tone it down, man. It's like he it's like he figured out what a metaphor meant and like what a simile meant and all this stuff and he was like I got to put this but in there's the some, fucking like, film. But but that's a thing those cultures are so ritualistic. I I get that but shit man calm down. But yeah I, I, that's literally what that is. The uh yeah to skip forward a little bit just cuz But now we're at the final supper. Yeah the final supper. So Christian's been paralyzed powdered and uh because Danny has won the May Queen. She gets to decide whether a townsfolk randomly drawn through the lottery or a preordained person comes. Preordained person comes, like who who's chosen, and she chooses Christian. We don't see her choose Christian, but she's just real, real mad. She's real pissed off. And her face so sad. That was a yeah. She Shit. looks so unhappy. And then they put Christian in a bear. And then, yeah, they put, head poking out. They put all the wicked parts of the village or whatever in him. He's yeah. like, and then uh, they put him in that house with the the dead bodies of Mark and Simon and Connie, Connie and, and Josh, Josh, and, and then the two Angeline. Oh, Angeline <laughs> and that other dude. Angeline, yeah, Angeline and that other dude. Is who, the other dude the guy that got pissed about the tree and kept on staring at Mark? I don't think so. I think the other guy the was... dude is still mad at me about the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Ancestral tree. <laughs> He's just staring at him. That got me so mad. But, uh, no, that dude looked younger. The guy that goes into the house looked younger. Okay. Uh, and then they try to give him because, stuff to not Because in pain. this final scene, we finally figure out what the sacrifice is. It's yeah. the two el- it, it has to be nine people. And it has to be two elders... Two volunteers, six outsiders. No, Wait. it's it's four outsiders. Four, okay, four outsiders. Four new blood, four old blood, like people from the inside, and one chosen by the May Queen. Okay, and, and then that's the new nine. blood can be outsiders as well if there's extra? No, it just is new blood, people from the outside. But then, the, oh, okay. This this is where math is shown to not be my strong suit here. <laughs> Hold on. So <laughs> Josh and Mark, Connie and Simon are the four. Are the four? The four new blood. Okay, so but the, Christian does not count as okay. the new blood. No, he's the May Queen's choice. Then the two old people. So theoretically, if she hadn't picked Christian, what would have happened? Would it would have been have, the other dude. But would he have been allowed? Would Christian have been allowed to leave? No. That's that's where I'm going with this. It's like could theoretically. Through the lottery, and you know, like Danny doesn't win May yeah. Queen, and then, um, because they still have the numbers for the new blood, so could Danny and 
uh, Christian have would they have just stayed in the community or would they have been allowed to leave or were they just Danny would have stayed. I mean, they would have all stayed. They would have both stayed. <sighs> that's so weird. Yeah. Because that's, and again, I know this happens 92, 92 years. 90. 90 years. The, it would have been nice to have seen a villager that wasn't Swedish. And I don't mean like they had to have been American, like, but if they had just been another form of outsider that had been there forever to kind of like, out of all the foreshadowing and hinting, you would have thought like one of these town folks were an outsider if this Why? sometimes happens because this has to have happened if it's every 90 years they're already dead by the time they're uh 74 right i guess 64 yeah 64 so they only invite outsiders every 90 years for the sacrifice or genetic mix-up well see that's the next question then so they besides the it might just be a hit it and quit it for the genetic mix-up they might go into stockholm you know hit hit a dude up that's what I was curious about. Like, why didn't they just do that? That they seems might. like a better strat. Yeah, I that that part's not explained, but I don't think like no one has to necessarily stay. You just invite someone for some strange. I also want to know if there's because you put it in my head with the whole xenophobia in Sweden. So, do you think there's a scenario if Simon and um, Connie. Connie hadn't freaked out? Like switch them with Danny they were and always Christian. dead. You think they were always dead? Oh yeah. Do you think it was that's be- why they were brought? Because like th- I don't know if you noticed, but all the people that weren't white died in this movie. Simon's like half white. He still wasn't white, and he died. And I'm yeah. I'm not putting that as a message in this movie of like oh they're racist. I'm just well saying, I don't think like, they're racist either because Engelgrim or whatever like he's not racist. He liked Connie. Well, he that, thought they went on a date. But that's what I was curious about. Is there a scenario because you don't see any other race right. in their town? Right. So I'm curious. That's intentional. If, if that would have been allowed. I don't know. There's like that's some of the questions I have about this town or community. And I know that's not important to the story, but again, like there was a lot of parts of the folklore I don't I don't that think got my wheels turned. I don't think they would have been allowed to create like procreate because they have to be approved by the elders. Okay. So she would have just lived out her yeah, life. The in elders approve the mating. Oh. Ugh. Which is why they had a conversation with Christian. Okay. I don't know. I of- loved so the first time I saw this movie I hadn't been exposed to Orville Peck the country singer who wears the masks, <laughs> but the dude that is at the entrance of the sex building or whatever <laughs> looks, like, Orville looks Peck. like he's wearing an Orville Peck <laughs> hat. I thought that too. <laughs> when I was watching that, I had that in my notes. I was like, that looks like that cowboy dude. It's Peter like the likes. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh man. I'm not going to lie. This time I did like when we saw it in theaters, I was kind of just like, oh my gosh, what is happening when the house is on fire and you see Christian in the bear suit? This time I laughed just because of the shot of his head is like sticking out, just like not being able to move. Just be like, well, I'm a bear now and I'm in a fire. Only you can stop forest fires. <laughs> like, it's, it's messed up. I also don't like, I saw people enjoyed this part in some of the reviews I saw, but I disagree. I did not like Danny's smile at the end. It didn't come across to me as like people took it as the attendant of like her she smiled because she is now accepting and part of one of 
in one of them and like sees the beauty. I'm like, no, that came across as like she turned to do Harley Quinn or some shit. Like she lost her mind. So like Ari Aster kind of said the burning of the house could kind of be similar to the burning of a box of all your ex's things. Kind of the final like release. And so like kind of happy that he's it's done with. It's a little dark. I would have preferred something more along the lines of like her taking like a deep breath in and a deep breath out and just being like relaxed. You know what I mean? Not a like, it's just like a weird smile and it didn't come across as like, yay, I'm it's over. It's like a, (laughs) like it was freaky. And I thought that kind of, it didn't kill the moment or anything. It was just kind of a, "Ah, that was a weird choice. It made it it made it seem less like she's one of them and more of like I said, like she's just mentally snapped. Like she's gonna go to Stockholm, pick up a couple rifles and come back and Rambo the place. But uh But I'm gonna say having kinda had a, an experience like been in a relationship in a in a breakup, that was not altogether shot for shot what Peter did. Just gonna <laughs> oh, Peter was just alone. <laughs> <laughs> Not burning anything. I'm saying the part where we're in the house. Wait, so are and we're you, having a hard time breathing. So are you Danny? Or are you Christian? Are you both of them? <laughs> so this is interesting. You don't have to answer that question, but you're, I'm just saying, like, it's audience members write in who you think Peter is. <laughs> well, on, it's I. I was a forced Christian. And, like, not ultimately forced, but, like, there are pressures on Peter to do what Peter did. Um, yeah, I have to separate myself from the situation. But, like, I, I legit, like, like heaved, couldn't breathe. Like, I've never felt what I felt in that, like, right after that moment. I've never felt that before. Or I, I haven't felt it after. Like, it was insane. Interesting. And, Interesting. And I think that's it's... it's the director was also going through a breakup. He wanted to do some other movie and like honest, this, this movie was supposed to be like hostile, but in like Sweden and he didn't want to do that. Oh, the original script Mm -hmm. that he found. And like he was going through a breakup. And so I think it's interesting that her reaction was the same as her, like very similar to her her losing her family where like, it is like a part of you is ripped. Uh, you know, I could just relate, and no one was there to be my mirror. To be um, honest, like, looking through reviews of it, this movie, though, I think I think we are the two sides. I think no one, I feel like no one I've read has really come out and bashed this movie, because, like I said, it is, it is filmsmanship. Like, this is a, just unbelievably well-filmed, well-acted. There's nothing wrong with the dialogue, like... It's, it's just a hundred percent well-made movie. And I think when it comes down to the story beats is where there's a divide. And I think, I think a small portion of it can have like the negative reviews, I think had the drive effect where there's a misunderstanding of the movie you're going into. Like I could see people thinking word of mouth being like, this is from the guy who did hereditary. So it's going to be like hereditary where it's like a horror film and you go into this and it's not, in the same way, drive. But even if you've seen Hereditary, like 
the way that that was advertised, you thought that the kid was going to be like a demon. Oh, a hundred percent. But I'm just saying there's a ton of people that from the word of mouth, just hear hereditary and remember everybody saying that it was this crazy horror film. And then they go into theater for this thinking it's going to be that. Well, and I would say those people don't even know folklore. You don't know folklore. But no, no, not folklore, but the horror, because like that genre is so different than oh, the other 100%. genres of horror. It's a weird, so like, weird thing. I think, I think honestly, Midsummer was people's first, a lot, most people's first introduction to that whole concept. Like, if you saw Nicolas Cage's new Wicker Man movie, that's like such a that doesn't count. It's so bad. It's not. It's it's not even folklore. It's just like it's it's. It's somebody who read Spark Notes explaining to you folklore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like four degrees of separation. And tried to, like, put the ring in it or something. Like, yeah. scary kid. I don't But I'm bad. just saying that was, like, a small portion of the reviews. And then I think the others, like, the larger portion of the divide, like, people who loved it, I think, fall on your side. And it connected with them in some form or fashion. And then I think there's the other half that... I wouldn't say half because I think it's got like a 68% Rotten Tomato score or uh, audience score. Sorry. Tomato score is like 85, 90 or something. But the audience score, so I think like 60 or so percent side with you and it connect with them. And I think the most of the 30 to 40% on my side, it just like the key part of the film kind of just didn't hit them. Yeah. It goes over their head and just kind of like, I don't, I'm not resonating with it for whatever reason. And so, again, like, I like I like talking about movies like this solely because I'm such an advocate for that idea of in this world of like everyone's bashing criticism, like, oh, you know, keep your opinions to yourself. It's like we can have discussions. There's the one side of the assholes being like, you know, trolling celebrities and being like death threats and all that nonsense shit and just being haters for haters sake. And then there's the other side that's the over positive of like somebody put work into this and we need to respect it. And like, why don't you do better? It's like, hold on. That's not how criticism moves us forward, people. Yeah. I mean, someone put work into Dracula 3000 and (laughs) I don't need to do anything with that. Yeah. So it's just having an understanding and an, an objectivity about the art form you're discussing and I really had, like, if you've listened to this episode by now, which you have, the... <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. You've, I, I maybe said, like, two things negative. But at the end of the day, I still would say I didn't enjoy this movie. I think, honestly, through this conversation, you've made me enjoy this more. Oh, Because you pointed gosh. a lot of shit out. And just, you know, having someone who hear, was passionate for it. Can you hear the it. smile on my face right now? <laughs> but I would still recommend this to somebody. Like, I would say I'd give it a shot. It's going to be weird, but I think, you know, I recommend it at least one viewing. And if it really doesn't hit hit you, that's fine. If it does, do what Peter did. Watch it again and see all the crazy shit you missed. It's, yeah. So Just the artistry alone. Yeah, that was a tangent my ran on criticism <laughs> into my final thoughts of we'll the film. We'll see it again. <laughs> It'll pop up again. Sorry, that came from a place of I read... I made the mistake of reading shit online about how people were talking about Star Wars and that triggered me. And I, it, we don't have to go down. That I really road. didn't. I didn't want to read anything online. The only thing I was like, what, what is Ari Aster like about this movie? 
and he said it was a breakup movie. And I was like, I also agree. And then he didn't like text and he liked head trauma. But there there's so many like obvious like did you did you see the tapestry to be getting off the movie? It's like, yeah, dude, that's not a wow, okay. It's like that was the Neat. point. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, so obviously Peter, your final thoughts are Dude, I love, love this movie. And like it's uncomfortable. Not a movie I'd watch with my mom. Yeah. But like on like so like push come to shove, I may be if mom's like, you know, what's a movie that like really <sighs> Please don't watch this Real, with Amy. I wouldn't. I, Please don't watch this with Amy. <laughs> I, oh man, there's a part of me that just really wants her to see. See, you I can't this... think of another movie that makes me feel what this movie makes me feel. And it's like, if I could think of a tamer movie, I don't know. I, I'm curious, where do you play this? Place this in your like? Do you prefer this over Hereditary? Like, did you like this more than Hereditary? Oh man, I love Hereditary. Yeah, Hereditary is great. I think the so I haven't dealt with loss the same in Hereditary that I have. Um, like I have my own the family. We have our own family drama, but it's not that. Yeah. Uh, well, I would argue that Hereditary hit more of a wider audience because even though not everyone's dealt with that severity of loss, everyone has their own family dynamic issues. And so on the base level alone, that hits. But I don't think everyone's been in a relationship that has had a, this level of distraught breakup kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? So I cried during the dinner scene of Hereditary. I cried during the heaving moment for Danny in the house. Hmm. Uh, I mean, like, both both got me. Hereditary's was, like, halfway through the movie. And, like, the, the, the climax, like, I mean, I don't know which one I like more, Mark. I think I was just curious. I think the the genre of folklore is more interesting to me. It's less done. You don't see a lot of it because it's way too hard to do. Yeah, and so like it's cool, and I really appreciate it. And this movie is so much better than the platform. <laughs> like horror movies that say something the about platform. things that we experience as people. You know, I love and Hereditary and Midsummer do that as well as like even uh, the Babadook or It Follows or like other things like those. Yeah. Um, the platform fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> we get it. Trickle down economics don't work. We get it. Yeah. The many and the few, like <laughs> that movie sucks. If we ever do that, I might even choose it just so I can be like, yeah, I know this is a movie that's trying to say something through the genre of horror, but it's bad. No, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I needed to bring that up. No, but yeah, Miss Homer's incredible. Yeah, I I think you know, horror horror films when they're done right are about either a single humanizing issue, and so yeah, not just teens killing themselves. Yeah, (laughs) whether it's like holding a mirror to society kind of style, or whether it's just say a mirror. (laughs) Shit, I don't do like that, but you know what I mean. Like whether reflection. Where it's just a like mirror society of like how wrong we act, or whether it's just like everyone's been this through this. That's when they clicked. So, you know, it's it's good when that happens. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a very divisive film, and I'm I'm very sure that when we release this, there's gonna be a lot of our friends that are like, "Really, you guys did one on Midsummer?" Dude, I I so <laughs> I wanted to wait for John, but then when it came across, it's like it's too good of a but too I'm, good of an opportunity. I just need to do it. I'm glad we did. Yeah, I'm glad we did too. 
I I like I we don't have to decide right now, but I like the idea of doing uh, the death of Stalin. Uh, that might be my pick for our next one. But uh, we'll, and then you can bring the history, like yeah. bring some facts, give some context, get some context of it. Why be, certain things are funny? Yeah, that'd be fun. I I might I might do that. I'm leaning that way. Uh, but it, that's not the movie. We'll, obviously, you'll know. <laughs> then it'll be something else. <laughs> it'll be something else. <laughs> but uh, something yeah, we haven't done before. Yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs>